Um, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 16 of the Raven Gaming Podcasts. Uh, joining me this week, as always, I have my two compatriots who, hopefully, if this all picks up and I can make a bit of money, I can finally hire someone to get rid of them for me. G.I. Jose <laughs> and King Costa. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. And when like you I say, said, like, take care of us, you mean, like, hired hitmen or, like, you mean, like... You... <laughs> <laughs> I'm saving up for a care home. Yeah, yeah okay. someone who'll bring you breakfast, you know, like a butler with a bald head, you know, barcode tattooed <laughs> on the back of it, you know, the normal kind of stuff. Okay. Nice, nice. Nice. Any, any 47s around? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Agent 41, 2, 3, 4, 5. Um, <laughs> but anyway, until that, that yeah, lucrative podcast... Yeah, we send them because they all keep failing somehow. It's so lovable. Um, so yeah, until that podcast money starts rolling in, I suppose we're going to have to stick together as a team. Uh, so yeah, guys, welcome back. Long time listeners, thank you very much. New people, welcome to the squad. Um, today we're going to be discussing two topics, so it's not like our normal day. We're not going to be doing news and the topic of the week because uh, the news has all been kind of revolving around the Game Awards. So the first part of this episode will be based on the Game Awards and the second part of this episode will be our discussion on the controversial Cyberpunk 2077. So stick around if you want to hear a bit more of that. Um, But let's get right into it. Okay, so today's first topic we're going to be covering is all centered around the Game Awards. So this is going to be broken down into three different sections um, uniquely. So we'll go over the predictions we made from last week and what actually came to fruition. We'll go over some announcements. uh, And then we'll just kind of have a general discussion about what we believe, whether the Game Awards are worth going forward in the future with or not. Um, So predictions, Kosti, take us through yeah, so uh, last week we had our predictions and we kind of went through some key categories. Obviously, we had Game of the Year, which me and Joe were leaning towards uh, Ghost of Tsushima as being the overall Game of the Year and you were going with Last of Us. Uh, same with Game Narrative, we thought Last of Us and Game Direction would be Last of Us. Game direct, Art Direction would be Ghost and most anticipated would be Elden Ring now. Uh, we were correct on Elden Ring, just didn't get any gameplay. Game of the Year... Uh-huh. Game direction, narrative, all went to Last of Us. Art direction went to Ghost of Shima. I think um, musical score went to Final Fantasy Remake. Um, but yeah, just uh, kind of what we expected in some ways. I didn't expect Last of Us 2 to clean up as much as it did. I thought Ghost would get more of a look in. I was surprised they only got the one award, but you know. I was surprised nothing else got much of a look in. It was basically yeah. just the last of a show, wasn't it? Right. It was. I was, I was, I was, yeah, I was pretty not, much. not surprised. Um, I, I thought the actress getting the award for for her role as Abby was was well deserved. I thought that was between her um, and possibly the guy who did Jin because that was yeah, that was quite cool. His character, in Laura Bailey. Laura Bailey, yeah. Mm. Who's actually is legitimately even before this was one of my favorite voice actresses. <laughs> yeah, she, she's worked on a lot of stuff. Yeah. She has, yeah. She also does, um, I don't know if you've ever seen it, she does a podcast. Uh, she's on Critical Role. Oh. It's a D- D&D podcast where her and a few other voice actors play out a game of D&D. Pretty good. Really nice. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's, I'm not surprised. Last of Us is always going to win out these things. It's like, it's basically like when you, um, you know, uh, the film term Oscar baiting. You know, like when a movie gets released, which is, that you know it's being released in time for the Oscars for it to be one of those yeah. Oscar contenders. The Last of Us is basically the biggest Oscar bait game that 
has ever really been released i think and it's, it's from anyone who's anyone is going to sit there and go yep that's that's the game that's going to win it because of the the narrative and and the the kind of the topics and and stuff it touches upon it's just it's yeah. one of those games it's always going to win out i mean it it does it does good things all around you know the, the gameplay the storytelling the visuals uh the, every, it just does everything really well um the story is a bit controversial which hit a lot of nerves even mm-hmm. like pre-release um which that's i think a, it's i don't know I think proper angry gamers i don't know why yeah. there's only one angry joke yeah um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of understand it. Why? But then, you know, people have got opinions. Um, if you don't like it, you don't like it. They're not forcing you to go and buy these things. Like, you might be upset because the story's not what you thought it was before you purchased it. But yeah. at least you know what it is before you purchase it. So... Yeah. I mean, it's it's you can't sit there and tell me anyone who's been exposed in any way to The Last of Us 1. It's no chance you're going to sit there and go, I was not expecting that from The Last of Us 2. Like, it, yeah. it's a heavy-hitting narrative. Like, the first one was the same, just with different, like, less of, I suppose, less hitting topics, but it was mm. the same kind of game. It was fucking gut-punching. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I'm just trying to compare it to maybe, like, a film that people are pissed off about. <laughs> just don't go and fucking see it. It's simple. Like, if you don't like the the... the, the the direction of the game you don't have to buy it you don't have to buy it like you're yeah. you people are getting angry because they wanted to buy it but now they're not buying it because they don't like the story that's like saying like you buy a book and you get halfway through it and you don't like the story mm. fine to stop reading or you or you you buy the book you read the synopsis and you go oh fuck this shit or like fucking bullshit you just don't just don't buy it i suppose the only thing no that makes it you. slightly different is that you spend more money on a game than you would on something else but then i get that but people people knew about the storyline before the game came out why are they getting angry no it's not like they bought the game and then they're playing it and they're going i don't like the way this is going you know what the story is before the game even came out because it was leaked. And to be fair, so just I, don't buy it. I bought um, Bomberman Act Zero full price, and that was fucking terrible. <laughs> Never <laughs> yeah. complained about it. <laughs> I actually played it, and then it was like, "Why did I do this?" Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, no, I think it's weird. Uh, they, they got a little. They got a lot of stick before the game came out, but um, I, I, for what it was, I mean, it's it's definitely up there for game of the year there are other contenders that i think probably would have nudged it out of the way but to be I honest it is a great it is a great game you can, you can it's a solid game you can't deny yeah, it's yeah. a solid game it plays well it looks good and the story is the story and obviously you know you know it's not my type of game but at the same time mm-hmm. i can't detract from what it does and i think that honestly like game direction and narrative it i think it would win that i think if you give me a list and that was in that list no matter what other games were in that that would always be my pick for winner I mean, if because it, it's more like a movie if it wasn't in the list you'd be even more shocked i think exactly and it's more like a movie right so narrative and direction are the two things that it should do well you know it's, mm. it's got that cinematic tone it's got that cinematic feel even the way you play it the story is very much 
it's very story driven it's very much about telling this story more so than i think ghost of tsushima ghost of tsushima does tell a story but it's not as grounded in its story you know it's a great game yeah it's 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 acted out more rather than being told exactly yeah um but i still would have said ghost of tsushima should have been game of the year first it's a beautiful looking game plays well and the mechanics are good and it is actually more of a game you know yeah and it was it's different i mean like you you could say last of us too but it's it's been done before because of last of us one a game like ghost of tsushima hasn't been done before in a very long time maybe if you go back to uh what are the ones that we used to smash up gosti can't remember now um onimusha um yeah onimusha and tenchu it's the but first other than that, world samurai game that we've exactly tagged, yeah. really yeah. and the gameplay and the storytelling on it is like nothing's been done like that before in that kind of genre whereas the last of us 2 we've had genres like that before you know even for instance like dead space okay like there's, there's the visuals and the storytelling i guess is not there but the kind of genre it is it's been there done that and The Last of Us 1 has definitely been there and done that. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, Game of the Year should have gone for Ghost of Tsushima, to be honest. It had more going for it. Yeah, agreed. The overall package is more of a... And again, it's kind of like what I said last week. It's a more of a game to me. Way more of a game than The Last of Us 2. And not to detract from The Last of Us 2, but I'm saying like, you know, from what I would say, pound for pound, entertainment value, Ghost mm. has it. Yeah. and it's a game you can play for hours and hours and hours to get lost in you can't really do that with last of us 2 you can play it through and you're done whereas with ghosts you can probably yeah. like, when you finish playing even before you can do this side stuff to do there's lots it's a massive world it's quite fleshed out quite well uh, i think it is actually yeah. I, th- I think they've done the side quests and stories really well in that game mm. um and it is one that kind of makes you want to go back and do a, a new game plus exactly yeah and then anticipated game. Elden Ring. Ring. <laughs> it's got to be, right? Yeah, but no most, no, no gameplay, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Most anticipated game we know absolutely fucking nothing about. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, such a tease. Such a That's tease. crazy. I say it's a tease. I did it. We did it to ourselves. Oh, I did it to we myself. We did. I mean, yeah, we, we got very much built up in the hype, I suppose, which we shouldn't have done. Did I tell you that someone from Xbox tweeted out just before it saying, Please don't be too excited. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they're not going to be showing anything. And uh, he was right. like and we were very disappointed. <laughs> I don't know. I think that curb your enthusiasm. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Do you think we'll see anything of Elden Ring before the end of the year? Nah. Unless no. unless somebody puts on a conference, or I I don't know. I don't. But the know. thing is, is like, do people need to rely on conferences now to show off things like this? Not really. They could just drop it whenever they want, couldn't they? But it's, I, I don't know. There's nothing stopping them, too. Yeah. It I think just... that pretty much covers predictions, right? Yeah, that, that's everything for predictions. That's and, it. I mean, uh, there's obviously, there's the more results. awards. <laughs> if you want to see the results, uh, you can find them in your whatever news out that you prefer. There's lots of awards, lots of winners, mainly The Last of Us 2. Um, didn't win um, Best Online Game. Don't know how. <laughs> um, didn't win mesh mobile <laughs> game again not sure how uh, <laughs> but you know maybe next year um, to the post. 
<laughs> yeah, by Among Us. Um, <laughs> so yeah, let's move on to announcements. So Joe, tell us about the plethora of amazing announcements that were made at the Game Awards. Yeah, so there's there a few announcements. Um, I'll, start lot, I'll start off with the, the Callisto protocol um, from developers Striking Distance. Um, this is like a creepy looking game, kind of got like Dead Space vibes, which obviously makes sense because, um, yeah, it's developer Glenn Schofield, who was part of Dead Space, I think. Yeah, um, that's the studio he made. So that's why it's got that kind of feel to it. Um, it's annoying though, because the, the, what, what, what they showed off, and then you kind of read into it, and it's coming out in 2022. So at least minimum another year. It might be coming at the beginning of 2022, which I highly doubt it. Probably going to be summer, I guess, or maybe autumn time. Um, so that's one of, the, one of the announcements that we're kind of liked uh, or interested in. Um, if you like Super Smash Brothers, which we don't really play, but um, Sephiroth is joining the team. That trailer, um, by the way. There was a trailer, yeah. That was intense. Like, I actually thought he killed Mario. <laughs> <laughs> I was straight up like, did Nintendo just murder Mario, like Mario in the uh-huh. middle of a conference? But no, should have done. So, um, yeah, Sephiroth is joining Super Smash Brothers as a third fighter in the Fighters Pass Volume 2. Um, so there's going to that's out of a total of six characters, but that's the third one there. We had a weird official announcement for Perfect Dark. Again, it's a trailer, but there's no gameplay. It was odd. Um, someone said, who said it? Was it Was it James? Said that the trailer was based on that bug that you fly around or something. I think it's meant to just be the perspective of just a drone, I think. Yeah. A general drone. I don't know if it is yeah. the bug, but... I think it's trying to get into that kind of uh, this is the future. We have drones now. They're terrible, which every game does. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing really shown off to be honest. But the fact that Perfect Dark is being made is a big win. So, like, for how many years have people have been asking for a, a new Perfect Dark or even a remake? Um, so they'll be happy with that. Hopefully, we get something end of next year. I doubt it, um, but at least we you know, you know, it's on the way, which is good. Yeah. There's another another Mass Effect. I don't know if it's supposed to be. I don't know four or five or whatever. No, not four. Uh, it just says Mass Effect will continue. Right. It's Mass Effect. I think it's officially Mass Effect Four. I think is what it is going to be. Because mm. Andromeda wasn't a numbered sequel, was it? No. And this actually has no. reference to N7 in it. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it just, yeah, it just had a little clip there and then right at the end had a little message um, where it faded out and it said Mass Effect will continue. So that's the next one. Again, no date for that. Um, if you're a PC gamer, you've probably been playing Microsoft Flight Sim. Um, that's been announced for Xbox Series X, which we knew about already for a few years, but now it's, they've told us it's coming out in 2021, in the summer of 2021. So that's cool. That'd be good. I've been looking forward to that for a couple of years now. 
so uh, not long to go. Uh, the next one is called Back for Blood, which is the guys that did Left for Dead. Yeah. Uh, Turtle Rock. Yeah. That looks cool. And they actually showed. Yeah, they actually showed proper gameplay footage of that. It wasn't just a trailer. Yeah, it looked really cool. They actually even said, yeah. didn't they? Oh, well, yeah. There was the a cinematic wonderful. trailer, and then there was a gameplay yeah. trailer as well. Yeah, exactly. So I think, oh. and it looked really good. Mm. It just yeah, looked like yeah, online. Not not long to go. Comes out in June, so six months. Yeah. June next year. So um, that'd be cool. It's coming out, out for, for PS4, PS5. Look out for a video that. <laughs> PC, Xbox One, and Series X. Um, funny, it doesn't say Series S, but I guess it would just be the Xbox One S version of it. Yeah. Uh, Vin Diesel's got his own game, which is odd. <laughs> um, Arc 2. Fast and Furious in space with dinosaurs. I don't know. The, the Fast and Furious game. Did you ever see that one? Did you ever play no. it? it? Wait, is there any driving in it? It literally no. crashed and burned, <laughs> and not in a good way. Uh they should have made a Tokyo Drift game. Yeah. yeah, that's what they need. Need for Speed, if you're listening. There you go. Uh, sort it out. Um, so that's his game with Arc 2. Another Dragon Age game. Um, yeah, again, we've never played it, but that was kind of announced. Um, the last one that was released was in 2014. Um and I think the last time that they announced the new game was the Game Awards in 2018. So I don't know, it's still in the works, I guess. Um, Among Us, I really want to play that, but it's not out for bloody Xbox, which is really annoying. It's on PC. So, yeah. yeah, it's coming soon though. Didn't they announce that they're going to be bringing it to Xbox? Yeah, hope. I'm. I think they did, but they're just kind of seeing how it all plays out. Yeah, you can just download it um, on your phone, right? Yeah, it's not the same, though, is it? It's not the it same. Is. It's, it's, it's a mobile game. I mean, I mean, it's the same, <laughs> but it's not. I'm not playing on a big screen with. I mean, I'm I surprised it's, I can play It's really fun. I've played I've got it. Yeah, phone. I really want to play it. Like, I've watched videos and stuff, and I really, really want to play it. Um, but yeah, they, they announced a new map, which is on an airplane. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. What? That, yeah. yeah, it's an airship. So that's what they announced. New map for people to figure out. It's kind of cool. Fall Guys, another game I, I want to play as well. Uh, Seasons 3 has just started um, on December 15th. So that's, what, two days from now or something? What day are we recording? Oh, yeah, two days from now. We've got five. Um, and then... Well, Fortnite, you're a Fortnite player. We are not because it is us, as they say in America. Um, Master Chief has. We should have said in the UK too. No, we say actually, yeah, Americans say ass. Ass. We say ass. We just yeah. say shit. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Anyway, Master Chief joined. It looks like everyone's joining Fortnite these days. You got Marvel. You got, I think they got DC guys in there. Well, they're coming soon. They got Master Chief. Yeah, they got tons of shit, man. They got everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, there were other little, you know, announcements here and there, um, but those pretty much the ones that kind of stood out for us. Um, the 
yeah, that was it. Those are the ones that really stand out. Perfect Dark, Mass Effect, um, and then the Dead Space guys, the Callisto Protocol. So, so yeah, basically, nothing good. Nothing great, and there's nothing coming soon except for that, um, the one that's coming out in June. Um, back, back for Blood. Yeah, which was the only one. Nothing that had else other than that. Nothing really. Nothing interesting. Okay. Or interesting that's coming soon. It was um, the announcement for Returnal, which is the PlayStation Five game, which will be coming next year, March nineteenth, and that was the first time they showed gameplay. It looked like a Dead Space kind of Souls game, and um, another one was a Crimson Desert. But then again, I have no idea whether that's just going to be some online MMO you can only play on PC. Um, well, no, because that's the graphics um, settings look quite nice. That's from the makers of Black Desert, which is an online RPG you can play on the Xbox and PlayStation. No, oh, okay. It's from the makers of that. So, it's Black Desert is the online version, I think. What they are looking for is Crimson Desert to be not massively multiplayer, but still online, so like a multiplayer experience with up to three people. I don't, I don't know. I wasn't paying that much attention to it, but you can play um, Black Desert if you wanted to. I know, so I might check it out. The the interesting thing was the fact they said that they wanted it to be like a, a single player story within an MMO world, and I was like, what the hell does that mean? That could work. I mean, <laughs> other games have done it before. There was like they've got um, it's it's all about the uh, the inclusion with whether or not you can play with other people or not, or whether it's just yeah. Um, like like Skyrim, for example, or or like Joe just mentioned, their uh, Dragon Age is kind of like where you can form your own team with NPCs. So it's yeah. very similar to what you were doing in MMO, just offline. Yeah. Looking at it, not a great deal in respects to actionable information on the new games. There's a list of new games, no information about them, no looks at them. Barely anything with regards to trailers. A lot of just CG. Um, I know, obviously, you were talking about Returnal, which is coming out quite soon, which you're interested in, and Back for Blood, really the other one that's quite interesting coming up soon. Other than that, not that impressive with regards to announcements. Hmm. Mm, it's always the case, isn't it? I mean, not always. Sometimes it can be surprising. You can get some good stuff, but it just feels like this year was particularly lackluster, considering how much they seem to want people to to buy into this world premieres and announcements but a lot of them were just indie games um not detracting from indie games in any way shape or form but it's not really why i tune in something like that like a two hour of two and a half hour show just to watch a load of indie games get announced which i'm probably not going to play anyway yeah i just feel like on the verge of a brand new generation when we've got this new blossoming high spec powerful consoles out um, with not an entirely massive slate of games next year, probably a larger slate for PlayStation than there is for Xbox, but with regards to cross-generation, not a massive slate of, look at this amazing new game coming out on your amazing new hardware. And I feel like they kind of dropped the ball with regards to not having anything substantial to say, this is why you need the next generation, because these games are going to be savage coming up. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> even um, the medium... That's, I'm pretty sure that got pushed back. Yeah, it's coming out in January, isn't it? Yeah, and that was supposed to come out last month. It was meant to come pretty out. Pretty sure it was. 
It's meant to come out the same mm. day as uh, Cyberpunk. Yeah. They probably won't back. They pushed it back, to be honest, because of Cyberpunk. They, they admitted it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it make, makes sense. It's a weird position they're in where we hear a lot of things flying around and also they want to they, they want to kind of build anticipation by kind of going, oh, well, maybe you'll see something. And then obviously, like you said, with the Xbox guy a day before the event saying, don't expect anything massive. Essentially, there was there was no, to, to use uh, to, to use your turn of phrase, there was no killer app uh, at all in this event. And not that there should be, because essentially it's more about celebrating the games that have come out over the last year. But yeah, to be fair, looking back, the, the only thing I can really think this year, two things that have been announced that I was really hyped for was Wukong and Demon Souls, and and that's it. Those are the only two trailers that have really like, and neither of those were, and I think both of those kind of just came out of nowhere. To be fair, which mm. is that's what we should expect in the future is that things will just come out of nowhere, as opposed to um, hoping for these these shows to have big announcements, but most of the time all they are are just housekeeping or letting you know what's set to be released like that's that's essentially what e3 is now and what egx is not that they're anything like the game awards but it's essentially just letting you know what's coming out in the next three months we're not going to tell you anything new yeah give you a a standard trailer that's it (laughs) it could be like the level of um i suppose maybe there's less compulsion for games developers and and the studios and the um, producers to be the publisher, sorry, to be present at these events because these events aren't live. I think maybe them being live events and having the obviously the audience there and the crowd made up of journal journalists from across the world and kind of the influential people who will promote these games, having them in the crowd makes it more kind of more um, lucrative to be revealing more. Whereas now with the way it is, everyone's like there's no engagement reaction there's no hands-on time there's no like this on stage and that having that presence is because it's a live function people are a bit more like well we could just do our own um and a lot of people are just feeling like well what's the point of signing up for something like the game awards or something like that and just saying well we can just hold our own event and just announce what we want to announce when we want to announce when it's ready and how we feel and how we want to market it instead of having like a small snippet on the game awards which could be what like uh, what's about 30 seconds per thing you could say well i can release a four minute video going through a behind the scenes look at it going through some explanation as to you know the way it was made why it was made what the message is and then the trailer which could probably be more impactful than just going than jeff Keighley just going another world exclusive and it just playing and then ending do you know what I mean? yeah because it feels like when you used to do it live, you used to have more like people coming out on stage, talking about what they're going to be showing, and then showing it. But with this one, it just seemed it was literally like award, award, trailer, trailer, award, award, trailer, award, trailer, trailer, with no real talk about what they were showing nor any interest in what they were showing. It was just bang it out and then move on to the next thing. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, we can't. We yeah. saw, um, was it Ubisoft did their own one? Am I correct in thinking? Around E3 time? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did. I think that was terrible as well. <laughs> so, go, so go on, Joe. I just think 
In, I think in general, it's all, I don't know, it's all, I feel like it's all going downhill. <laughs> all these game announcements and game expos. And I mean, like, it's weird because we literally got to a place now where the gaming industry earns more than the movie industry. Yeah. Um, it's massive. It's massive. But I just feel like everything's slowed down the last couple of years. Even like, you know, the the, the, the game expos that we usually go to, every time we go, we go, oh, mate, maybe this time it's going to be a little mm. bit better. But they're not. It's just fucking shit. Like, it, it's not like it used to be back in the day like when we used to go to Ells Court. Yeah. Um, and I, even like, you know, the E3s, there's, I, I think game developers have gotten used to announcing their games through CGI shit or captured from in-game footage and no that like just fucking show us gameplay like proper gameplay if you don't show us gameplay then what are we going to get hyped about and we're getting hyped about nothing um, look at look at um god of war ragnarok they showed us a logo people are getting crazy for a fucking logo <laughs> yeah a logo it's weird because you've got like, a culture of of higher expectations with massively diminishing returns yeah because i think back in the day there was less expectation around the games we would see and there was mm. a load more surprises and a lot more with regards to returns you know yeah. and now it's yeah. like before everything we're like we want to see this 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 we're so expectant and we get nothing of what we're listen we we grow up we grew up in an era where we used to play demos from a fucking magazine and get hyped and played a demo over and over and over and over again yeah. for months and months and months until the actual <laughs> game came out. And now all they give us is CGI. And then they drop the game and go, um, there's going to be like a massive day one patch because it's yeah. not actually finished, even though it's gone gold. <laughs> yeah. They, they're all developers now are now used to putting out a game that's not finished. And they're used to... Um, you know, showing us something that's coming out, but not actually showing us anything. And it's, it's the norm. It's the norm to them now. When is, any, anything else, tell me anything else that you get hyped for if you just saw a logo. Um, and anything. Like movies? Film. Yeah, like a film I probably would, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean... It's, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. It's, rid- it's ridiculous. Like, I don't understand why they... I. I I, I get it. They want to get you hyped, but they're not showing you anything. And you get yeah, people then, out there on fucking Twitterverse going crazy, going, oh, it's fucking bullshit. All they do is show us this and, uh, and they're getting hyped for nothing. Don't fucking get hyped then. Stop getting this hyped. Is the thing. This is the flip side to your, your thing. Yeah, it's, it's a practice they use which would have, which would be less often used if the reaction wasn't so overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. If yeah. people weren't salivating Any like, money. Oh, at the idea of a logo, then they wouldn't just go, here's a logo. But maybe like, maybe we're looking at it wrong. Maybe they're not releasing those logos to create this effect in everyone to be salivating. You know, Maybe it's just the case of like when you have, yeah, I don't know if you saw it recently, they had the Disney end of year investment investors call. 
uh, when it went over the franchise and what they're going to be doing going into the new year with Star Wars and Marvel and that kind of stuff. Mm. They announced loads of like Marvel stuff for Disney Plus, but they didn't show anything. They just showed the logo. This is what we've got coming. Mm. That's a general practice because that's a practice that lets people know what to expect. It doesn't, it doesn't ask them to expect more than that. Mm. It says to them, here's, the, here's what's coming. This is what we have coming. Just so that you know what we have coming. Um, I actually think that showing the logo is a little bit better than showing a, a CGI trailer of something that's not going to look anything like the game when it comes to release. It's the same thing, though. It's, it's the same thing. No, but there's no promises inferred with a logo. But exactly. But there's no but, promises in CGI's either. You're not showing actual gameplay no, that, that is, on a logo. No, but and you're not showing actual CGI, gameplay on CGI. My opinion is CGI trailer is way more of a promise because you're saying that, for one, you're saying the game's going to look this good. To be honest, that's what they are. They say, like, this is made in-game engine. Everyone says it, right? This is made in-game engine. Not actual gameplay, but it's made in-game engine. And how many have we watched where it looks nothing like it? Rainbow Six Siege, massive one. Yeah. Even Rainbow Six Siege, down to the, to the way the game plays, was different yeah. at the end compared to the trailer they've just shown. Now, if yeah, they'd have just yeah. shown a, a logo saying Rainbow Six Siege, that's up to us then to determine whether that's acceptable or not. We can go, oh, oh, that's interesting. They're making a new Rainbow game, but we don't know what it is. That's good. That, that kind of makes me hungry for more information. Whereas giving out a trailer, which is for one, giving out a trailer for a game that's not coming out for another four years, and then I mean, the only people that I don't want, the only people that I don't want putting out gameplay to promote a game is Ubisoft. I mean, yeah, you're not going, you're not going to get <laughs> what you see anyway. And also, so there, the would no, there would be no gameplay. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, this takes us back into something. I think we've discussed this topic loads um, yeah. over the course of our. Um, our podcast history and we know that these practices aren't the best in the world but they are genuinely accepted practices from not only gaming world but general media um mm. you always get small snippets obviously with like films and stuff when you get a trailer it's what it's the end products cut into pieces and with gaming they can't always do that because i think the nature of it is that a lot of these games aren't ready to ship when they're shipped so really what are they going to show you um, and you want to entice people with what looks best because people buy stuff that's sexy. And that's more of an issue with regards to how media is consumed and how people want to consume their advertising. Um, and, uh, you know, you can't blame them for trying to make, build hype for the game. At the end of the day, them releasing a trailer or even a logo doesn't cost us anything. We don't have to pay no. for that. We choose them to buy the game later down the road. And then that's our decision to buy that game. If we buy it day one, it doesn't work then maybe you know, the, the easy argument to that is, well, you shouldn't have bought it day one, you should have waited. And, and Robert says that all the time. He never buys a game yeah, day one, he always waits. Yeah, and and it's, a smart, it's a smart decision on his part. But then you know, we are stupid enough, I suppose, to <laughs> inherit straight off. And then we have to suffer the consequences. So, Well, we're learning. We didn't buy Call of Duty this year. <laughs> I mean, it's not the first year we haven't bought Call of Duty. We didn't not buy the first year. Infinite Warfare and stuff like that. But, you know... It's. I think it's. I think the other, the other card I never bought was Modern Warfare Three. I think it was. No. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't, it, I didn't buy that one. But this is like you know, and again, I think this is my opinion is the things like this have no future. Game Awards, E3 and stuff like that. I think they've run their course now, and I think this year has been the prover for that. Where Gamescom, E3, um, mm. 
none of them were really that <clears throat> you know there wasn't a lot to them and even like it's not even the game announcements right when you watch the oscars or you watch any other award ceremony there are performances there are skits there is interactions between people it's entertaining the game awards they weren't entertaining e3 wasn't entertaining gamescom wasn't entertaining all it was was just them bombarding us with watch this watch this watch this here's an award here's his tom holland introducing nolan north who then introduces yeah. Someone else. Like, what was the point of Tom Holland introducing Nolan North to introduce an award? Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. need someone to introduce the introducer of the award. Like, it's so stupid. Um, and I think the problem is, is these things don't have high enough production value, and they're not entertaining enough. There's no entertainment value in these games, in these these conferences, which make me look forward to watching them. I think the problem is, is that we still expect more, but get the same results every time. Like, we expect gameplay now. Like, no one wants fucking crappy FMVs, old school FMVs, or CGI shit. We want gameplay. And every year we're like, oh, maybe they're going to show us gameplay this time. Gameplay of this, gameplay of that, gameplay. And look at look at PlayStation's um, uh, thing that they did this year, and Xbox's thing that they did this year. The difference. Like, PlayStation showed gameplay. Gameplay, gameplay, gameplay. Xbox, no gameplay. And they're like, oh, really sorry for, um, you know, getting you guys hyped for gameplay when we said we we're going to give you gameplay and it wasn't gameplay. Uh, we thought it was gameplay. No, it's all CGI. They don't call it. It's No one's playing a game. You can't call it gameplay just because it shows a game. Like, we expect more. I expect more anyway. Yeah, but does the general, do general gamers expect more? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, so loads too. of people, loads of people always get hyped because they're always going, "Oh, maybe we're going to see something like gameplay. We're going to see actual gameplay, like a- actual footage." But when was the last time, even when E3 was was live, so like last year, there was no gameplay announced at any of those things? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like people are still hoping, hoping that the industry changes and actually shows us gameplay. But that's I, what I'm I saying. Think, that's why I, I don't. I, think. There's a future towards these things because they just don't think they're necessary anymore. Yeah, and I, I think I've said it. Bef- I've said it before in a different podcast or an earlier podcast that the only developers that have done it properly are Rockstar. Like I can't remember any time where they showed us CGI. It's always been gameplay of anything that they make. Yeah, it's always been in-game footage of. The get them playing the game, showing snippets, showing bits and bobs, um, and they always they always do, they always doing like three or four different segments, and they show off different parts of the game throughout, you know, five or six months, um, and they show off the game pre like pre release, even like a year before it's released. They 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 do this build up to it, but they show you actual gameplay. Um, and then they also take. Nine years to develop a game, so. Well, there you go. Well, then fucking take nine years then, but then show us CGI, and then nine years later give us a game. It's like we haven't seen anything. No, that's since true. Fucking CGI. I think that you know, yeah. it is what it is, and these are, these are going to be the, these are going to be the norm until, they no longer get viewers. Um, but I think with the nature of the way things are, they will get viewers because people are always on YouTube. 
You can always on Twitch. Mm. And these things will be out there. People watch them. People gobble them up, expecting the, na- the next big, biggest yeah. thing. The well, thing is, if game developers are pushed and rushed into showing gameplay when they're not ready, then shit like Halo Infinite happens. Exactly. And, and there's, no, there's the other side to it. Yeah. It's not going to happen because it's not going to be allowed. It should just be a case of yeah. scrap all these things because I think that they make unnecessary like, deadlines for things to be announced and then just let people announce things in their own time when they're ready. Yeah, they should do. I don't think they should be pushed. Um, but I think stuff like Halo Infinite, them showing the game when it wasn't ready, even though they said it was ready, is, you know, they're probably going to think twice next time pushing out actual gameplay. You know, are people going to start fucking watching this gameplay and like, you know, 0.25 speed and I'll watch every frame by frame to kind of catch on something? It's like, you know, I mean, they're just going to be worried. I could have told you that that's exactly what people would have done <laughs> because that's what people nowadays do. Um, crazy. Okay, so we've discovered in depth and as a caveat, not because you to edit out of this show with regards to the Game Awards. I think this is, like we, we can agree on that this is the format that needs to kind of stop because it's not really adding anything to the, to the overall gaming industry. I wish it yeah. was. It'd be nice if it was. And if they did a bit more around it, maybe it would. If it'd be more entertaining and a bit more spectacle to it, great. But the moment as it is, maybe because of COVID, it's not really working out. It might, you know, when E3 and stuff like that is all actually dead and gone, these things might, this might be more of a successful show. But, you know, the, the guy's trying his best, the guy who created this. Um, and I don't think it's, I don't think it's the right format, but I think with a bit more tweaking, it could be perfect. But yeah, so that kind of covers everything from the Game Awards, predictions, announcements, the general state of the, of the thing. Um, let us know what you think, if you can, on any of our socials. Because, uh, yeah, it'd be nice to hear what the what other gamers hear. Obviously, we have our opinions. We know what each other think. But it'd be nice to hear what our audience is thinking, too. Uh, and that brings us neatly over to our next topic. Now, this is another controversial topic, and it goes kind of with what we were discussing in the last segment. Uh, games being ready to release or games showing stuff and how that kind of works out. So, unless you've been living on the rock for... I don't know, Eternity. This week was the release of Cyberpunk 2077 from CD Projekt Red. Now, can only really be described as a bit of a tumultuous launch. Um, we all have it, all three of us. We've all played it, varying degrees. Um, okay, so let's begin the discussion. So, Kossi, you're furthest through. Um, tell us how you're feeling. Yeah, so at the moment, playing Cyberpunk 2077 on the PS5, when... Why'd you have I to mean, boast for? I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> on, on the PS5. On the PS5. On the, I on managed the PS5, to get one on Amazon. Seven grand off a scalper. Anyone who doesn't know, he's a scalper. Yeah. I've got a couple in the shed if anybody wants to buy one. Coffee's one legitimately fell off the back of a lorry. Have you not seen the videos of people like trying to nick them out the back of moving vans? It's freaking madness, bro. It's like, calm down. It's okay. Yeah, Cyberpunk 2077 on the PS5. On the PS5. No, you've been playing it, I think. I don't know how many hours I've put in so far. Um, it, it's it's a good game. I mean, the, the, my first impression of it is that 
on Thursday to Friday, playing it is a different experience than playing it over the weekend because they did put out the patch 104, which did fix a lot of things. But I don't know if I should start with pros and go with pros and then go to cons first. I'll start with the things I don't like because there's a lot more that I like about it that I don't like. The thing I don't like is sometimes it just doesn't seem to be on par with games I've already played visually. Like it seems like a lot of things street level look very nice, but then the second you look up, it doesn't look that great. Uh, Popping textures don't look great sometimes. Sometimes there's little glitches and sometimes there's crashes. Uh, the crashes have not been as prevalent since the update, the 104, which is one thing to say, but still sometimes it's more annoying and breaks the immersion. But hasn't stopped me from playing it, and I fucking love the game. It's brilliant. Um, the the system, the levelling up, the city, the different gangs, the, the, the hacking. Like I said, it's like a mix between Watch Dogs, Fallout, and Witcher. That's that's exactly what it is, and it's. I just wish it was more polished, and that it would get. They could get the credit that it does deserve in theory, but it's too late now. It's been put out, and uh, I think it's kind of shot itself in the foot, unfortunately. But I am enjoying it, and I think it is a fantastic game. Joe, what do you think? Yeah, well, you said CD Project Red. I am seeing Project Red. Ah, there's a guy. Wow. No, to be honest, wow. right? I'm yeah, I'm more ang- I'm I'm more upset for the people that are playing it on base console because if I'm having my problems that I'm having on Xbox Series X, that I can only ima- well I don't have to imagine I can see untold amount of videos on YouTube of what's happening on Xbox One and PS4. Um, this, this is you gotta understand this is a game that was supposed let's to come cover, out let's cover your experience with it now and we'll cover the Listen, all right so my experience generally it's a good experience like costi has just said there's a few popping textures and things like that things not loading them properly from afar things look okay and then when you get up close personal things are blurry man on my screen like i can't even read shit sometimes i'm going up to like vending machines yeah. Um, writings and logos are just blurry and I'm like is it are they going to pop in in a minute or they're not going to pop in and it's just you oh, can't that's, read that's, that's exactly that's exactly what I'm that's exactly what I'm talking about sometimes there's, yeah, there's bits I just don't get it. Um, I've had a few glitches like where I you know started some trouble not in my neighborhood and then <laughs> I getting shot at. I get in the car, go around the block. I come back to the same spot that I was having trouble in, and then as I get out of the car, for some reason my character is in scan mode, but the the UI for the scan mode is not visible, so it doesn't tell me I'm in scan mode, and I'm running really, slow, really slowly. I can't do anything. I can't Slow-mo. shoot anyone, and then all of a sudden I die, and I'm like, why couldn't I do anything? And it's just glitched. Uh, it's really annoying because it's happened a few times to me where I get out of my car and it's just stuck in scan mode. Um, and I don't know about it because, again, it doesn't sh- it doesn't tell me that I'm in scan mode. Um, NPCs are okay. They're a bit bland, though. They're a bit one-liners. Like, you got someone say talk, and they're like, hey, what do you want? And then that's it. There's no, like, continuation like, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2 did where you've got, a list of things to say with NPCs. 
they haven't done it with this one. There's a lot of NPCs, but they're just there. They're just bland one-liners. Um, Gameplay-wise, is really good. Um, there was a section, not going to spoil it, but there was a section where I had to get in, find someone, and I could either pay people to tell me where this person was, or I could try and find them. I hacked into the camera systems, found out where they were, and then went to the room. I had to try and either pay to get the door open, um, but then I went to a room below and then went out on the balcony, jumped out on some air conditioners, and then jumped onto their balcony into the room completely free. So it's quite cool the way that you can actually go around certain missions, certain levels. Um, there's different ways of playing it. The leveling up, man, just, I think it was yesterday, I was put out, I earned some skill points. This was like, cool, I'm going to put it on this area. I went into this area and then realized that there was another fucking separate tab for it. So there's like 50 or different sections just for this one area out of five areas that I can build up on this character. And it's just, yeah, it's just crazy. The amount of stuff that you can upgrade um, on your character. I could, I, yeah, I'm hours and hours in. And just imagine what you can do. Um, I'm still trying to get to grips with it, really. Um, I think the menus on it are still a bit fiddly. I still find it a bit fiddly to get into my inventory and put on different armor and clothing and, you know, equip different guns with different scopes. They're still all a bit fiddly. They need to work on that a little bit. Um, I guess it's all new to them, like, you know, in a way, it's still new to them. So it's stuff that will be ironed out. Uh, overall, though, it's not a great game. It's it's a it's a, an okay game. It's a good game. Um, but, yeah, I think they've shot themselves in the foot a little bit. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's my experience. I'm enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I found that... The story, I think, is quite compelling. The world, I actually really like. Um, we were talking about this before. You know, the game comes with a map and the compendium in the box. Uh, and I know my man over here, King Kosti, has read that already. And I really want to read it too because I want to learn more about the world that Night City is in. You know, it's it's very much Altered Carbon, if you've seen that TV show. It's very much Blade Runner. And, yeah, I... I like all that kind of stuff, you know, that this kind of dystopian cyberpunk stuff is, is right up my street. And you add that into a game where I can, you know, you like Jose has covered, you've got all of these different skill trees and there's so many of them. Um, and you don't really know where to go. You can kind of get lost in it, but I like it because I think it gives you the space to be the character you want to be and play the style you want to play. Um, I like that. I like the starting positions because they don't they don't really have much of an effect on the game as a whole. I know that it's meant to have effects with the people you meet and interactive can give you new missions. There's different NPCs as you meet throughout the game uh, and you get different dialogue options. So as you can imagine, um, well, actually, we, we all went with three different styles. I know Joe went Nomad, Costa went Street Kid, and I went Corpo. Um, and as a Corpo, when you come along to do the earlier missions where you have to go meet with other corpos um having that background gave you different dialogue options with regards to the way you would treat other people in that world and they view you in a different way because you are acting like 
these higher people, you know. Um, and I liked all that. I thought it was quite good. Uh, the menus, as Joe touched on, are a bit finicky. Um, I think the driving could use a lot of work. Because I don't think it's the best driving in the world. It might be that the car I have is crap. Maybe once you get better cars and the motorbike and stuff, it's, it's a bit more responsive or it's, it's a bit better. Um, with regards to the crashes and glitches and stuff, the texture popping in and things like that, I have had that as an issue. I haven't had any real crashes. I've had it where the game freezes for a small amount of time and then continues again. Um, and I watched a video from Digital Foundry, which actually covered that as well. They said there's an entire frame rate spike where it drops to zero. And yeah. the game game stops uh and they couldn't really explain why it was happening and i think it's something that will have patched out but i've never had it to the point where i've had to exit the game restart the game it's always just kind of gone back into the way it played um i've had a few issues with collision with npcs so jackie walking through the car jackie walking through a filing cabinet stuff like that but to be honest with you doing jackie stuff yeah jackie being jackie basically and the funny thing was when jackie walked through the filing cabinet in my game it's right at the beginning he walked through the filing cabinet as if he didn't have any mass, but then the filing cabinet exploded as if he'd walked through it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it, it, it was a bit of a strange one. And it's, you know, stuff like that I think is funny. Um, uh, but I don't know. I haven't had, really had any issues with it. I've, I've been able to play it, and I did find myself the other day playing for a good four-hour stretch and just enjoying it for the entirety of the time I played it. I did. There wasn't a section where I was like, I don't like this, or this isn't working, or I was unhappy with something. I was very much just enjoying my time uh, and I enjoyed being in the city I like looking around even though it's not graphically it's not 4k it's not the most fantastic it's still an impressive looking world you can't deny that you know the height of it the verticality the the density of the world it's it's phenomenal you know and I don't think I've experienced an RPG with such density before um you know we used to these RPGs being these big sprawling maps and also I've played Skyrim and Witcher and fallout and stuff and you have these small nodes of density small cities and even then they're, they're quite tightly packed they're not very high and they're quite um held in but this is it just feels like a proper city um it, it feels like exploring a city that, so for instance you go on holiday to some exotic city and you're walking around and you're looking at things and going, wow that's crazy you know the architecture here is so different from at home and that's exactly what I did for the most time I was in this game, was looking around going, holy shit, like, this building's an L shape, but the wrong way around. It's just, it's, it's absolutely crazy. And I, and I like it. I, I really enjoyed it. So for me, yeah, I think, I think it's only going to get better, but from what I'm enjoying at the moment, I'm, I'm loving it. And, and I cannot wait to play more of it. And I was tempted not to record a podcast just so that I could play it. <laughs> 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 um, so obviously, resounding i mean we can all agree right we've had our issues there are issues but for us we're enjoying it right we're we're, we're gonna say it's a resoundingly good game yeah but yeah we are also coming at it from a different angle so obviously um it's it, it's the in-between bits i think like to, to touch on what joe said there about like the npcs like the npcs are boring but then the characters uh yes. is great so and it's, also there's a lot more NPCs in this, and like, I know Red Dead they have there's a lot of dialogue for the NPCs, but the amount of NPCs you have per square meter in Red Dead in comparison to this, I think, is a lot lower. Yeah, so I, I mean, suppose maybe they can give them more to do. 
it is a lot it is of dense it is quite dense to be honest so yeah. there is a lot going on even like you know, the small bits of trash and things flying across the road it's littered everywhere. with everything mm. like like the, 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 mar- the market is... areas are cool and yeah. um, and the Building. the the, the malls in. and stuff in the buildings and wherever there's like i guess social gatherings which sounds funny uh, like the bars look brilliant and yeah. stuff yeah a lot of life is, so the first what really took my breath away was when you first come out of V's apartment and you go walking to meet Jackie he's um waiting for you downstairs he's downstairs he and you're just walking through yeah and you're walking through the levels of the you know you can go down a lift or you can go downstairs there are people everywhere mm. inside this building and it mm. is insane and it's not even so it's not like watchdogs people where it's copy and paste these people are you there's quite a lot of unique people in this yeah they all look very different and they're all some of them are like you know augmented to the high heavens and some of them just look normal and it's ah it's it's technically honestly it's it's amazing when you just to feel in a world that feels like an actual world i think that's something that i do like and something I, i don't always find in rpgs because i find that it's too much like point to point and in between the points is empty Whereas it feels like in this game, point to point, yeah, nothing points is tons of stuff in between. Mm. That's that's the crazy bit. Yeah. But anyway, so that's our general discussion about our experiences. And obviously, like I said, our experiences are coming from the point of me and Jose are playing it on the Series X, uh, and King Costi there is playing it on the PS5. Now we're playing it on the next gen consoles. We're lucky, some of the lucky few um, who are managing to do this. Now, this game has come with a massive amount of controversy this week because. <coughs> as you all know if you've been reading the news or if you follow gaming in general there is a lot of issues with this game on the previous generation now that opens us up to another discussion i think that's something that we should throw out there now because i know we all have our opinions on this um is it acceptable to release a game in this state where so many people are having so many issues um and no. <laughs> why why has this happened you know, what, why do you think this has occurred i no idea like i, I was just guessing like they, they were going to try they they wanted to bring this out in april what would have happened in april, april. how how was Imagine. how was a game yeah how was a game this that was slated to be on last of... gen and now it's it, it doesn't even work properly on on the new generation like i'm i'm that, that's that's the issue I have with it. I'm telling you now, if, if this it, was released, if this was released in April, there would, there would be lawsuits. I'm not but, even like how can we how could can always, you release? But it could always be that it, this is exactly how it would have been released in April, but they've done fuck all with it since. <laughs> <laughs> no, because they're using this the same. Um, what is it? Developers uh, pack for next gen consoles anyway. It's it's the same thing. It's the same pack. It's just that the next-gen consoles can handle it better. It's still using Durango's um, uh, development kit on Xbox Series X. I don't really understand how they've managed to... So from all of the reports I've seen, right, on on the PC, this is a technical marvel. It's absolutely amazing. High spec, obviously high NPCs, granted. But on those, it's it's unrivaled in its visuals, it's unrivaled in its performance and in its gameplay. There's How is that the few, case? There's still a few frame rate issues here and there, but overall, it, it is 
It's a different Beyond, game. better, yeah. Like, yeah all yeah, the reports yeah. are saying it's a completely different game. Like, it's like um, night and day. And if this was, you know, released back in April as it should have been, this, this is a game that should have been released before the next-gen games were even announced, uh, con- next-gen consoles were even announced in April. Imagine releasing the game then and it runs at 10 frames a second. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's, it's not even barely unplayable. It's completely unplayable. Okay, so I've had a thought about this, right? I watched a video recently of Digital Foundry around the frame rate and stuff and the issues. The issues don't seem as bad on the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X as they are in the original base consoles, right? Yeah. 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 So is it a case that, and maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's us as gamers not really appreciating this from a developer side of things, but could it be a case that when we're talking about the last gen and when we're talking about these, like, you know, to put it into context, when we're talking about these like 17 to like 10 to 17 FPS drops, that's on the original consoles. That's on the PS4 and the Xbox One, not the X and not the Pro, which is still bad, but not as bad as that. Could it be the case that when we're looking at the last gen, we shouldn't be looking back to the Xbox One and the PS4. We should be looking back to the One X and the PS4 Pro because developers want to develop a game which is going to be, which is going to be ambitious, which is going to have a lot of scope and a lot of density, a lot of height and fidelity. So they're going to want to work towards the highest end that's available to them. And if we look at last gen, theoretically, we should be looking at the X and the Pro, not so much the base ones, which when you think are seven-year-old consoles and the architecture hasn't changed enough in that time to really support these high-end games. You you can't play Red Dead to its best on a normal Xbox One, whereas on an X, you can play it a bit better. And then obviously on the Series X now, you can play it and it looks amazing. It runs perfectly smoothly. You know, so is that is that maybe what they've done here? They've developed the game stable, for those though. things. That's it's not. I know that. it's not. I know it's not one hundred percent stable, but it is more stable on the Pro and the X than it is on the originals. And a lot of the stuff yeah, we're seeing still, with regards to the really bad stuff that's on the original consoles. Doesn't I mean, it's not excusing it. I'm not saying it's excusing. It. I'm, I'm wondering if maybe that's why it's. Happening. I get at the end of console lifespan, games are always going to push. The console to the max yeah it's always been it's always been the case at the end of the, the console generation or lifespan the, the the last games to kind of cross over to next gen they're always pushing that last gen console to the max and they always struggle mm-hmm. but it's never been that bad and i know what you're saying about they've probably played towards the ps4 pro or the xbox one x mm. but look at your look at you and costi uh, if you didn't, if, if this came out in April, you two would be playing on a base PS4 on a base Xbox One. Oh, I, course, I yeah. would be playing on Xbox One X. So, so there's based on that, just on us three, you can say that there's a third of game console owners that would be uh, two thirds, sorry, that would be playing this game on OG consoles, all no, going course. through the same things. Yeah, it doesn't make and it excusable. But that's what I'm saying. Why would you cater for? gamers are only playing on mid-gen consoles a third of gamers are playing on mid-gen consoles everyone else is still going to be og so maybe it's a case of them that the it is it a case though that the what the develop what the games 
the creators of the consoles have done is by creating a generation, a mid-generation step, they've caused a bit of problem with regards to the end-of-life development for games. No, I think what you said earlier was right. They've been over-ambitious. Um, if this was catered just for original Xbox and original PS4, the game wouldn't look anywhere near as it does now on consoles. No. PC would look as it is on PC because they can always do what they can on PCs. Um, but it wouldn't look anywhere near as what we're playing right now. Um, so I, I'm, you know, I'm guessing they've been very ambitious and hoped to bring the game out at least on mid-gen uh, you know, console upgrades. Um, this is a game that was announced 2013, seven years ago now. So it was announced before the Xbox One was announced, I guess. I think it was announced at the same time. Yeah. Same year. Anyway. So, so by, by going by that, they were making a game based on that current generation. Whether or not they knew it was going to take seven years or not, imagine that they played towards five years. Okay, five years. It would have come out in 2018 from announcement. Um, and it's, it still wouldn't be playing great. Like you're saying it plays okay on the, on the Pro and Xbox One X, which it does. It does. But that's compared to the base consoles. And I think oh, yeah, it's, it's really not bad. Like, Even it's then, perfect, really. it's still, they're still dropping you know, from 30 frames, they're dropping down to like 25, 26 frames per second. And it's, I think, I think you're right. It's, you know, CD Projekt Red just being very ambitious on okay. what they wanted to make. So uh, how ambitious if they've made a game like Witcher, which is a massive, that's the thing as well, because there's a lot of games yeah, that are in an open world. No, you have to realize something that being a big game means nothing. Right, a game exactly. So, so the biggest open world ever made, and this is the God's honest truth, is a very old um, Bethesda game, which came out one of the Bethesda, one of the Elder Scrolls games. I think it was Morrowind. It was the biggest open world ever created, <clears throat> um, and that was back in the I don't even know what console it was on. It would have been the PS2 or PS1, and it still is the biggest open world. I don't know if it still is, but it was at the time, and it was for a long time, even after Skyrim was released, one of the biggest open world games ever made. For an open world game to be big is easy um, because you're working on one axis. You've got a wider space and that's why you usually have, like I've said, you've got smaller things dotted in between. This game, I'd say, is probably bigger, but the world is smaller. So it's, it's density, yeah. right? So it's, it's, it's so like, packed. Yeah, it's the There's amount so much you have going on. per space, yeah. Mm. Even if you take away the NPCs, you know, like half of the NPCs, half of the cars going on, you know, half of the details. There's still a lot going on that the consoles have to By take the way, on. If you remove half of the NPCs and half of the cars, you get a stable 60 FPS. Costly. <clears throat> PS5. <laughs> what? Um, so basically, there's a video. Digital Foundry just did a video. There's less NPCs and less cars in the PS5 version than there is the Xbox One Series X. And it only runs yeah. on performance mode. It doesn't run on quality mode. Yeah. yeah. So you get you There's get no solid you get modes. solid 60 FPS. We don't. It does dip under. Um, but that's only barely have, though, like 58. Yeah. But we have more people 
like literally it's madness when you see it side by side your streets are basically empty <laughs> yeah you've just got tons of people in them it's really yeah. weird yeah really really strange i mean that, that, that's the weird thing as well and i'm not to because because i've been playing demon souls uh prior to playing this like demon souls you have lots of characters on on screen at once and the the level designs and the textures and everything are really like realistic so that's kind of, not to compare that's bad two, when you say demon souls has got more npcs than <laughs> it's, a, it's a gang fest like I, I saw that i saw that video as well and i'm not gonna lie i saw that and i was like that's i was like it's a bit it's a bit bs that 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 there is all these changes amongst it like especially like like i don't know have you joe have you had any crashes dean have you had any crashes no, no but you see where me and dean freeze that's yeah. the, where that's when your console crashes because for me and dean it will freeze i don't know about you dean, but yeah. i've had it twice it will freeze for like five seconds yeah. and then it will continue mm. um and i think that's where you get your blue screen costume yeah it's, yeah PS5. i've seen the report was that the yeah it crashes out to the main menu on the ps5 when it gets to that point yeah, I think it's something to do with the bottlenecking. You, you gotta understand, Costi, that the PS5 is using PS4 Pro um, setups basically, and the, the Xbox Series X is using Xbox One X setup. Mm. And based on that, the Xbox One X is still more powerful than PS4 Pro. So yeah. it's of course they're going to be more NPCs. It can handle more than a PS4 Pro. Mm. Um, and they're saying this because there's marketing. Um, there's been an arrangement between it the Xbox, and if you look yeah. at all the marketing around Xbox. They probably yeah. because that's why Xbox has the performance and the graphics mode. I think that's yeah. why they've they've kind of been working a bit closer together. It's it will be interesting. It. it will be interesting to see what the games look like once they get their next gen update. I think they'll be amazing. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah, I, this I, this yeah, game's yeah. going to have legs, right? Yeah, this is yeah. going to be a game we're going to be talking about in a year's time as one of the best games ever made, like The Witcher Three. Because remember when The Witcher Three was released, it was terrible. It was buggy and it got fixed. And it wasn't good. And it's the same with like, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of outrage around this, I think, because where we are in the generation and the length of time around the development and it being shipped in this state. But we have to remember that this is how lots of games are shipped. I played Watchdog Legions. It was basically unplayable. Mode. Yeah. It kept crashing. I think it crashed three nights when we were talking, Joe. And yeah. it, it did crash a couple of times crashed, for me as well. Loads. And that's, that's, you know, unfortunate. But that's the state of the game as it's been released. And, you know, The Witcher 3 wasn't perfect when it was released. The GTA 5 wasn't perfect when it was released. And a lot of the frame rate drops are coming from when you jump in the car and you start driving. And I think someone pointed out that in GTA 5, it's the same thing. Since you jump in your car and start driving, your frame rate dropped. It's because the game's trying to keep up with the fact that such things are moving at such a pace, you know? <laughs> yeah, but I think back with gta 5 i don't think it does um resolution change <laughs> it, try, it tries to keep to the same resolution rather than dropping to if yeah, the say, resolution would still be lower overall than this is now yes, because that yeah, was yeah, released yeah. a long time ago yeah so you think you're talking, we're talking about a game that was released at a time in the witcher 3 when the standard for games was what 980 wasn't 1080 it wasn't 1080p because that was before we had the um what was it like mid cycle xbox one and the the you mean 720 it's not going to be 920 oh yeah. 720 900p xbox one started doing 900p is that what you're talking yeah. about 
so that's what I'm saying. Like you've got lower lower resolutions because even now, even with the game on performance mode, it still has got a high. Um, it's still what was it? Is it 1080? It's more than 1080 on the Xbox. So it's something like 12 something. What? The resolution on what on game? X, on the Series X on the on um, Cyberpunk. Still a high oh, resolution. On the, on the Series X, it was like 18, 18 something on performance, and then quality went down to like fourteen something. Yeah, um, the other way around to me. And then the same, yeah. yeah. So we're looking at higher resolutions which are impacting the FPS. So when you're looking at a game where the FPS, when the resolution was lower, so you're looking at GTA and The Witcher, which also had the exact same FPS issues, but with a lower resolution. So I think this is just something that is always going to be the case. Granted, I've seen some things, and honestly, I don't know if you guys have seen this, they're absolutely amazing. So there was one where a guy was driving down the road and he stopped to look at some street signs. Have you seen that? And it says, insert, insert text here. And then underneath is an insert subtext here. <laughs> no way. So they hadn't even, yeah, so the, the, the actual, um, like the sign had no writing on it. It just said insert text here. <laughs> <laughs> My um, lord. A guy clipped through a wall. I went on the other side of the wall where there was like a box on the floor, which was like, was meant to have been removed. It was part of the behind structure of the wall. And it just said something like RDF box free or something like that. Just a red box just sitting on the floor. It's part of the texture package. It's, <laughs> there's loads of like crazy shit like that, which you know, it's funny, it's stupid, it shouldn't be in the game, but it's hilarious to think that a game oh, can manage that. I, I just realised that a, a, a glitch I had earlier, which annoyed the hell out of me. I was doing a mission. Has anybody done the fighting missions yet? The um, yeah. the the there's you can do like bare fist fightings like this. There's a couple of missions you got to do, and anyhow, I did one of them, and you can bet money. And you can either do the small bet, which is like 2,000, or you can do a big bet, which is like 12,000. I had 12,000. I thought, I'm going to do 12,000. Fuck it. I beat the guy, didn't get my money. And I was like, so did I just... <laughs> I lost... Off, I, I checked my journal as well. I checked my journal to make sure. I was like, is the, the mission's completed. It doesn't say failed. I completed the mission. I just lost my 12... Uh, oh, you got robbed. I, I got robbed by an unconscious man. That's the worst part. And it wasn't like... A yeah. Game. I already went for his pockets. He didn't have my money. It's just... Go robbed. Cold-blooded. Yeah. <laughs> um, Still my money. <laughs> I haven't really had any big glitches yet. I mean, I've like called up my car and it's like hovering oh, on the road. The car is such, It gives me such roach vibes. It's unbearable. <laughs> it's weird. And the driving on that is not great. I thought Watch Dogs was bad, but... I don't know this if one's... it's the car though. I don't know if it's the no, car. Every time, Spikes every car that I get into is not good. Okay, because I've only driven the one car, so yeah. I wasn't I'm sure. sure. Um, but yeah, I've seen like a few texture issues, and like you were saying, resolution earlier. Like on performance mode, it runs at twelve twenty four p, yeah, sixty frames, um, and then quality mode, it runs at eighteen hundred p at thirty frames. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes be... on performance, it does dip to like 59s, 58s, but you can't really tell. And on quality mode, it's, it's solid. But it's, I don't play. know what it is. I, I tried quality mode early on in game, and it didn't feel like 30 frames. It felt like it was running like fucking 24. It, it seriously felt like I was watching a movie. Um, it, might it was just odd. Patch. Maybe that was... May, I think so. I think so. 
Um, I might have to try it again just to see what it's like. But I tried it the other day and it was smooth. At Thirty. I tried it yesterday. It was pretty. Yeah, smooth for me it was like proper jittery, and I just felt like throwing up. It was so weird. So so weird. Um, <laughs> I haven't had big glitches. You know, the odd few bits here and there. Um, I haven't played it as much as you lot. I've, I don't know. I just got stuck on this one, stuck on this one side mission for like two hours. Um, but yeah, a few freezes here and there. Oh, I mean, it, the game's new, console's new. Everything, you know, everything's going to get worked on and patched out, and they're going to have the development kit to work on a bit better. You know, for both of them, for the PS5 and Xbox Series X. So, I, I just hope we don't wait. You know, months and months to get the patch for next gen. I don't so think we will. Can, you know. Because if you, this is what I'm thinking, right? We're looking at this is why I kind of mentioned the PC version of the game. The PC version is running at such such quality that it makes me feel like there is a way for them, or they're trying to figure out a way to implement all of those little things to optimize it for the smaller consoles. Hmm. I think I think they're finding it harder for the Xbox because there's been a PS4 patch and no Xbox patch. There was an Xbox patch yesterday. Yesterday, but the PS4 one came out a couple of days ago. The, the, no, it was the same day. There was a patch for both yeah. of them. There was, there was. Um... No, I know what you're saying. They released it for PS4 first. I'm wondering if they did do. Um... Yeah, they Actually, did something for PS4, and it wasn't on Xbox it for a while. Might might be an issue that there's was it was worse on the PS4. Because remember, like like we said, this there's certain things which are better on the Xbox with this. So it makes me mm. feel like they've done more around Xbox stuff. So it could have been the case that maybe the PS4 needed it more, so they rushed it out a bit faster because it was a hot fix. But then again, it also goes to show that the it game is very that, quick. <laughs> the game isn't that; it can't be that broken for them to be able to fix this so quickly. So maybe I think they they just didn't realize that these issues would occur because they fixed it within a day, and they fixed the thing it is, a lot of stuff. It, the game's so big; it's so dense; it's got so many things going on. You know what? In a way, what better way is there to test a game than to give it to the public? <laughs> um, <laughs> and the public will—they're going to scrutinise and highlight everything within minutes because you—you haven't got like a group of twenty or thirty people. Millions of people mm-hmm. are going to highlight problems, which they're going to be able to go, "Okay, cool. We need to focus on this. Focus on this. Do this. Do 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 Right. Add this. Do that. Right. Hot patch. Right. Three. You know, two days later, you got a hot patch. Yeah. So in a way. It's their way of going, okay, the game's 90% good. There's just touching up finishes, 10%. And then once all that's sorted, I think they need to really dig deep and focus on the base consoles. I don't sure. I think it might be as well. I think that we don't, obviously, we don't know. We're not developers. We've never seen things from that point of view. We're just gamers. We're not even journalists, for God's sake. We're just gamers. Side. Hmm. But maybe it, is not even the case it's 90 percent done maybe that's a game at 99 we don't know that last one percent yeah it's so big yeah to to make a complete difference in the game yeah and so they're going all right look we're confident this is going to be okay when it's released they're like fuck actually it wasn't listen there's games listen game of the year games have glitches i played the last of us part two and that had glitches on it like people fucking standing like trees (laughs) <laughs> okay so bugs and, and glitches and things happen in games nowadays it's just it's just what it is you know there's so much going on um 
so we can't we can't be too critical for cyberpunk having bugs and glitches because every fucking game that comes out has bugs and glitches look yeah. at rainbow six siege Oh, yeah, they've still got bugs and clear. Every time you fortify a wall, some people look like they've fucking broken their arms and shit. Yeah. Or people walking like ostriches. Have you seen that one? Yeah, invisible guns. Uh, fucking legs going backwards. Yeah. yeah, there was so, loads of stuff. And it always yeah, can't, we can't be too critical. I mean, there's like meme videos of fucking UFC 4 costume. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, where oh, they're, they're commentating them and that's the pretty corpse. funny. Yeah. Pulling off the corpse. Yeah, <laughs> so, oh, it's like a backpack. <laughs> there's, of course, there's people and you know, and us that are going to criticise it, but you got to remember that there are many, many games that are in the same position as this game and they've been out for years. So Yeah, and a lot of games that aren't even as big as this, which don't justifiably shouldn't be as... Um, intensive on the hardware which seems to just not work you know mm. um i think that they've done a good job they've made a good game and that this will go down as one of the best rpgs made once they've completely figured out all these patches and get it all out and it's cd put it red so you know they're going to support it they're going to constantly support this game so yeah so cyberpunk i think we've had our say now there is obviously it's a lot of issues hopefully they'll get them fixed within no time I think they will. I have faith in them. Um, maybe yeah. it's mis- misplaced, but I, I do think that I think they were. I think they may have been strong-armed into releasing it. I think that they may not have wanted to. Um, hence, why did the first delay? Um, I think the delays have always been on their their kind of judgment of the game not being ready. But it could be the case that the, the production company behind it would just. Um, the publishers were just saying this needs to come out now because we need to make the money from it and that does happen I mean, it was delayed already three three times wasn't it so. i don't think they could have afforded it again um mm. which then you know forces them to release the game at a state that's not 100 percent, but not far off 100 percent. and then obviously working now to get it to that 100 percent stage and i think you know when we look back this time next year we're going to be saying that's one of the best games we've ever played and i don't, I don't see that not being the case because i'm already enjoying it you're enjoying it. Costa's enjoying it. It's, it's, it's a good game. It's a really good game. Mm. Uh, yeah. Can't wait for you guys to bugger off so I can carry on playing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got to get back to finishing a mission. As well as <laughs> <late>. <laughs> okay, guys. Thank you for listening to episode 16 of the podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our take on the Game Awards and Cyberpunk 2077. Head on over to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Let us know what you think of Cyberpunk and let us know what you think of games awards and those game shows in general whether you think they should continue we'd love to hear what you have to say uh, our community is ever growing and we're looking to bring in more and more people so that i can finally afford a hitman to get rid of these guys also guys if you haven't already head on over to our youtube channel check out our videos on there We've got a retrospective review up on hollow knight at the moment uh, which we'd love for you guys to see and give us some comments on what you think about it and what you'd like to see us do in the future uh, we have a few more videos coming up so keep an eye out for those go over there like subscribe bell all that stuff very helpful for us to grow our community uh, so if you want to be part of the raven gaming fam check over to the socials and let us know how much you love us um and of course join us next week we'll be covering more news and discussing more stuff around gaming which we love don't love we don't know yet we'll see <laughs> <laughs> but thank you as always from myself guilty gray my compatriots gi jose see you later and king costi take care guys And we will see you next time.
Spectrum. <laughs>